This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this advocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hey everyone, Don Vandemark here, and today I've got Kevin Bowersox with me. How are you doing today, Kevin? Yeah, pretty good. Fair day at work. Not too bad. Excellent, excellent. What do you do? Uh, what do you do in your normal work, day-to-day work? I'm a teacher. I work at a, a school in uh, Seminole County with emotional behavior disordered kids, and you know, there's some ASD students there as well. So it's a challenge. I'm, I teach PE the mm-hmm. best I can, and then I pretty much provide security to other people that need my assistance with cool. the students. Very good. Very good. Cool. Um, so, how long have you been an official? Been an official since the mid to late '90s. I started, as a matter of fact, with soccer. Okay. I started with soccer when I was approximately 14 years old. Wow. Uh, 14 or 15. A buddy of mine called me. Said, "Hey, you'd make some cash refereeing soccer, and they pay you before the game started." And being 14, 15 years old, I thought that was pretty cool. That's a good gig. So I got into that, and then. Uh, from there, I went up to UCF in 98, refereed intramurals, uh, Jim Wilkin and Gary Cahan, a couple of those guys. Um, I jumped into high school in about the year 2001. Very good. So, so I'll so. be 18, I think it's my 17th or 18th football season. So if it's my 18th football season, it'll be 19 in basketball or vice versa, something like that. So. The numbers get that high, you lose track. Of you, you can't count them anymore. Kind, kind of forget about <laughs> it. Yep. Very good. So, what levels? What levels of football do you do? Uh, currently, I just do high school football. I, I dabbled in doing a little bit of uh, NAIA football. We don't have Division two and three down here in Florida. So, in Florida, I'd say it's a challenge to get into some of the higher levels, just based on what's offered and what's not. Sure. Um, you know, and and. When it comes down to it, doing the NAIA just didn't didn't make sense. I have a two-year-old daughter now, so mm-hmm. I prefer to do my high school football, maybe a couple Pop Warner games on a Saturday, and then go watch UCF play. Go, go Knights. Go watch UCF and then... Uh, go Knights. I know, I know you and I hop out to Orlando City games. Oh, absolutely. Time, so. You got to watch a little bit of soccer. Of get, get with my first love of officiating. What got me started in it. Of course. Absolutely. Well, very good. Um, you do basketball as well currently? I do. I've um, Basketball, I've officiated uh, NAIA as well. Um, I've done the men's side and I've done the women's side. I did some JUCO as well. Before that, men's and women's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball is a bit interesting. They, they don't really prefer you to referee both sides. In high school, you referee men's games and women's games. But when you get to the college level... They, for whatever reason, they kind of separate you. The hmm. rules are slightly different, but hmm. a good official could handle it, but they, they prefer to split the officials into men's officials and women's officials. Interesting. So I, I'm not 100% sure why. I'm sure it has to do with slight rules variations, and maybe they don't want a person doing a men's game and then doing a women's game after, or, or the exact opposite. Sure. Might have something to do with it. Not sure, but, you know, dabbled in that as well for a while. Just currently doing high school. Nah, that makes sense. Makes sense. especially with a, a new one in the house. Yeah, See, the that's where all your time is. Two year old, you got to be around for now, sure. Now, um, I've also, you know, I've dabbled. In, I dabbled in baseball for about eleven years. Mm-hmm. Used to do high school baseball, some uh, you know baseball out of Disney things like that. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then currently, I'm the vice president for flag football and CFOA, and mm-hmm. I've done flag football ever since they started it and made it a state-sanctioned sport. So I believe I'll be year 13 when this year comes around. Nice. And then I've done men's league for a number of years, flag football as well. Sure. No, I, I, I enjoy doing the flag football in the spring. It's a good way to get out there and keep keep everything fresh. Absolutely. I mean, the rules aren't quite the same, but at least you're you're seeing football and, and you're able to, they've, they've made the rules more aligned than they used to be mm-hmm. between tackle and flag. I mean, obviously there's a difference between tackling somebody and pulling their flags, but a lot of the rules are aligned when it comes to catch, no catch and other various things that we may run into. It, help, it helps with mechanics. It helps with your, mecha- your mechanics on the line are at least similar. Your oh. mechanics elsewhere are a little different. Absolutely. But, you know, but as a, you know, as a white hat and tackle football and then generally in, in flag football being a referee, you know, a white hat as well, technically speaking, you know, there's similar positioning on the field and you're, you're looking for some of the same things. I mean, you're protecting the quarterback, mm-hmm. and you're looking for illegal things that happen on the line in women's. They're different illegal things that happen in the men's game, but you're still mm-hmm. looking at, at similar areas. Right. You're, again, the mechanics are similar in that you're looking in the same places. Right. It, right. it helps keep you fresh on pass interference, sidelines, as you said, catch, no catch, things Absolutely. like that. So. They've still got to give us room to work on the sidelines. They still have to... You know, things still happen. There's still contact in the game that, that has to be called and addressed. Absolutely. Right. Right. No, it's 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 always a good time. There was a um, there was a game I had last year. <laughs> you were talking about refereeing and, and protecting the quarterback. I want a call I completely blew. I got the call right, but what I verbalized was completely wrong. Oh, so, so you so you had it under control. I had not, it, but not. So what had happened was, girls running out, um, quarterbacks running out, does a pit. Does a pitch. I'm sorry, no. Flag gets pulled. Okay. And I called balls away. Because I'd been calling that all game when she's throwing. So I'm calling balls away. I call the balls away. When the flag's pulled, she throws the ball a second later. So I'm, I call balls away, blow my whistle. So okay. I shouldn't have called balls, balls gotcha. away. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you had a flag pull. I had a flag before pull. And, the ball and the coach was, was like, but you said balls away. I'm like, coach, you're absolutely right. That's what I said. I completely blew that one. So... Uh, I'm like, I had the flag pull before right. the throw. I just said, did the wrong thing. So you had the correct call. You had the wrong verbiage. But since you had the correct call, you could go back and fix it. You yeah. explained to him what happened and you fixed it. Yeah. And that, that, that happens. And, and, and I think that's, that's, part of, that's part of what... So I, I, this is just my fourth year in it. Okay. Um, in, in, in officiating at all. But I, I think that's an advantage I have is I'm slightly older getting into the sport, right. being in my mid-40s. Okay. And I think that interpersonal communication, when you come in in your 40s, when you've worked as a manager, when you've worked in the professional world, you can speak to the coaches more. Uh, you can communicate with the coaches better than maybe a 20-year-old. Well, you've had a lot. Well, I mean, to your point, you've had a lot of practices. As a 20-year-old coming in, what, what I notice a lot is with the newer folks that are coming in, some of my younger UCF kids and whatnot, when you're refereeing intramurals, you're used to dealing with college-aged people. Mm-hmm. You're used to dealing with kids your own age, your own, your own peers. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that out there you don't get the occasional 30-something-year-old that's in college that chooses to play intramurals, but most of the time you're dealing with 18, 19, 20-year-old folks, whether they're fraternity, you know, in a fraternity, a sorority, 
They're just out there to have fun. Sure. Whatever whatever organization they're with. And and being being in your forties, it's a lot different because you've already had jobs where you've had to communicate depending on I mean, if you were a manager, shoot, you had to communicate with all the people that you worked with. Right. And if you didn't do it well and you didn't figure it out, well heck, now you're figure you you certainly figured it out with officiating because officiating's about communication. Mm-hmm. The three biggest things that I ever learned, and I will use a name, a man named John Creighton once taught me, doing a pregame in basketball. He said, I got three things that we need to do tonight. So I'm waiting to hear what they are. And he said, communication, communication, communication. So I said, well, what's the rest of the pregame? He said, you heard it. <laughs> sure. It was all the same thing. And I was like, and you know what? Years later... It's amazing how when you actually figure out what that means, because you don't you don't understand it when you first when you're first dealing with it. Right. First time you hear something like that, you're like, "What does that mean?" Well, John's been refing for probably in these probably in plus thirty years of basketball, but you know he, he has a way of dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't move the same way he used to, mm-hmm. but you know what? When it comes to dealing with people. That's a man that you want on the floor with you because you know that if something comes up, he's going to handle it. Mm-hmm. It's going to get dealt with. Sure. And it's going to get dealt with professionally and correctly. Sure. It's sure. huge. Yeah, it is. It is. And and one thing we were talking about before before we started was how to how to garner respect from, ah. from coaches and, yes. and players. Yes. Players don't have a lot of respect for, for officials usually, depending on their upbringing, depending on what the coaching they've had. Well, respect for authority has changed over the yeah. years. I mean, I know that as a kid growing up playing sports and, and whatnot, when I was involved in stuff, I didn't dare talk back to the officials. You you just didn't do that. Mm. And now in today's game, it's it's a much different situation because you're dealing with, just like you said, upbringings and mm-hmm. and. People are not all brought up the same way. Not that they were back then, but there seemed to be a little bit more respect involved in certain things. And and the way things work now, when I started officiating, when I was in my 20s, even before that when I was refereeing soccer and, and dealing with kids that were my age, maybe a little bit younger, you know, it was, it was just a different situation. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started, I always thought, when it came down to respect, I had to earn it by in basketball. Somebody's running their mouth at me. I have to give them a technical foul, or they looked at me the wrong way. I'm like, oh no, 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 you're not doing that, not tonight. Same in football. You know, I always thought I had to, you had to have an answer. You had to, but you know, as as I've gotten, you know, as I've as I've continued to referee and continue to try to grow as a person in general. When you communicate with them, they're asking you a question, answer the question. If you don't have the answer, coach, I'll get back to you. And maybe you have to go ask a partner. Maybe you maybe it wasn't your play to see. And, right. and there's a reason you have partners. Yep. Sometimes you have to go to them and get that answer. Mm-hmm. It's okay to tell a coach you messed up. Mm-hmm. They're going to have more respect for you. However, if you do it 20 times in a game, you got a big problem. <laughs> you sure do. But if you tell them once or twice, you know, there's... You know, something happened right in front of you and you didn't do what you needed to do. Well, you know, I feel like I've gotten to the point in my career where I've been around long enough. I know most of the coaches. If I say, hey, coach, I kicked that one, well, the guy's probably got a lot more respect for me and knows that I'm probably not going to have that problem again because I know I messed up and I'm going to make sure, you know, work extra hard not to have that same problem again. Yeah. I don't want to run into that. Yeah. But 
But respect is, I mean, it, it's something you have to earn. It just doesn't come to you. And being a young official, you don't have to get out there and go get in somebody's face to get respect. You don't have to give a technical foul to get respect in basketball, throw a flag in flag football or, or you know, in, in football. Sure. Communicate. Sure. It's all communication. If you know how to communicate with people, and, and I'm talking about, I mean, we could talk about players, we could talk about coaches. Sometimes it's the fans. I mean, I, I can tell you I've had some terrible interactions with fans over the years, mm-hmm. but I've also had some really good ones. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when you're there, game management's the key. You're there to manage a game. Right. right. You know, and some people forget that. Some people, you know, whether it's the officials, Sometimes the fans forget it's just the game. Mm. When it comes down to it, you could be doing the state finals in football, which I've been fortunate enough to work one time. Sure. You could be doing, you know, whatever whatever level. It doesn't matter whether you're doing a 9A game, a 1A game, mm-hmm. a middle school game. It matters to those kids that are out there. Right. And so if you just communicate with whoever it is you're dealing with, it's a game. It's mm-hmm. all just a game. And, and when it comes... You know, the way I look at it, officiate them all the same way. There's no reason to, to think one is more important than the other. For sure. I mean, I don't, if Don, you know, if Mr. Trawick gives me, you know, a game where I'm white hatting at a lower level, or he gives me a game where I'm working the end of the line at a higher level, my job is to go out there and manage the game one way or the other. For so sure. if I'm the white hat, it's game management. I'm earning respect. The way I go walk up to the coaches, introduce myself. You know, are your players properly equipped? Are you ready to display sportsmanship? You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong. You don't have to go be gruff with them. I mean, it's just a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. How's it going? How's everything? How's your team looking? I mean, it's okay to talk to them. It's, it's not a problem. Right. And, you know, and it's the same way if you're on the end of the line, introduce yourself to the coach. Right. Hey, coach, I'm on your sideline tonight. Ba, 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 ba. You know, you're going to be calling timeouts? Great. You know, get to know get get to know who your get back coach is, especially in football. Hey, coach, who's going to be helping me keep my box clean? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's huge. It is. But but you know, communication and respect also goes down to did you talk to the ball boys? Did you you know? Did you? I mean, say hi to the camera person. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on that sideline. You're going to have to get along with them. They're going to have to get along with you. Right. Right. If you can't if you can't get along with people. Officiating is not for you. So that, you gotta, that's exactly I mean, true. you tell me, but if you can't communicate and work with other people, you're going to have a tough time because we all have to work together. At the end of the game, officiating is a people job. Yes. It, it, yes, you have to know the mechanics of the rules, but it's right. people working within those rules. Now, they may be 14, 18, right. whatever age they are. They could be six if you're out there in a Pop Warner game. Absolutely. They, uh, they don't even know the rules. Absolutely. They're just told by their coach, grab the ball, run that way. Right, so, or stand here, right. Stand here. So we have it, and, and you know what? That that requires communication out of us. Mm-hmm. A six, you know, mm-hmm. six-year-olds in Pop Warner, that is tough to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That, that is difficult because, you know what? The coach might have taught them how to line up. That doesn't mean they know how. Well, those those those... Uh, tiny mic games are pretty much the, the officiating for that almost every time is defensive line move back right defensive line move back no you can't rush no move away from the center it's little thing it, it, it is we shouldn't be getting into coaching but we do at those levels well, you, we, we do on the rules well you kind of have to because yeah. if you, 
there's 44 minutes worth of football to be played. It's a running clock. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is to get as many plays in as possible at that level. They're not keeping, they're keeping score. Let's be right, honest. Right. But we're not keeping score, and that has nothing to you know. They know what the score is, and that's fine. Right. But they're six, seven years old. I mean, let's teach them how to play the game. Sure. Let's teach them the right way to play the game. Let's teach them not to do things that are illegal. Let's teach them not to go out there trying to hurt somebody. Let's teach them. You know the correct ways to do things, and and that's that's you know that comes to, down to us too. That's a big thing for us. Oh, yeah. If we're not out there supporting these kids, some of the coaches understand it and they get it, but there's many of them that just do not understand that level. They're so sure. ultra competitive. We're all competitive, sure. But at some point, you got to realize these kids need to learn. You can yell and scream at them all you want, and that's not going to change the outcome of what they do. Sure, sure. Put, so put them yeah. in a position to succeed. Yeah. And that that and that's what that's what we have to and that's why we officiate freshman and JV games slightly different than varsity. Absolutely, it, it is is again, it's still a learning experience at those levels. They keep they keep score, they keep records. Absolutely, but this is about getting those kids ready for that varsity level. Well, but this all you know, it all comes down to you know when we were kids growing up and we played sports and we were involved. You know when you played and I played. If you won, you won. Mm-hmm. You got your trophy, whatever. If you didn't win, your parents told you, hey, Don, let's try harder next year. It'll be all right. right. Hey, Kevin, try harder. You, you'll get there. And, and not everybody got a ribbon. And, and it's so, when it comes down to it, it's a totally different society than it was when we grew up. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, and it isn't but 20, 30 years later, but it's still a different society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people do things a lot differently now. And so we've got to be cognizant of that. And, you know, when it comes down to garnering respect, you, you've just got to be careful. I mean, there's there's ways to do it. There's ways not to it. I can tell you, when I started, I didn't do it right. I know I didn't. It's amazing I'm still sitting here officiating because I made some mistakes. Sure. Quite a few. I still make mistakes today. There's people you can ask, and they'll tell you all about it. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you plenty of things Every that I've done. Every single one. <laughs> uh, there, there are plenty of Kevin Bauer sock stories out there to write a book. It's a guarantee. No, I had I had a game a, a while back. Um, I'd thrown a I'd thrown a sideline warning flag okay. uh, earlier in the game because. Two coaches and a player were literally on the field on the sideline as I'm running by, so I could have gotten them for interference. Oh, absolutely! Or something. But I'm like, it, it was it was a it was a preseason game, so right? So we're trying to manage so, the game so and I, I get a point across, right? And later that game, two of the assistants, I'm running down on a punt, and two of the assistants are right out there in the box again. Yeah, and I I swerve right around them on my way back. I, I'm like, guys, that. In a regular game, I would have had to throw a flag for you on you there because I had to right. get out of your way, right. and I've already given the warning. Right. So try to stay back. And and one of them was like, but but what, what, I think his statement was something to the effect of, but the play was on the other side. Doesn't I'm like, matter. I'm like, coach, it doesn't matter. This I'm is like, coach, I can't argue with you right, right. now. So I, I, that's where we ended it. Continued on for, for a couple of series. Because I, I was out of time at that point. Now, that's one of the problems we have with communication is we don't have time. we got to compress everything we're saying. Absolutely. We're so, so I got out what I got out. 
And these these are assistants, and we're told don't take anything from assistants. Right. You can take it from the head coach, but assistants right. don't get us get a word. So I, I, I said, agree. coach, I can't argue with you. So went away. A couple series went by. I found myself by those two assistants again with a little bit of time. Okay. So I turned around to him. I said, listen, here's what happened. Here's here's and, and they were both like, you were absolutely right. You, okay. We were in your way. Okay. And and it's fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we found some common ground, which is found some common ground, which is all we're asking. That's difficult to find sometimes, though. And and that same game, I had a player, uh, player yelling at me for, didn't you see him hold me? I'm like, I wasn't. I was watching the tackle. I wasn't watching you. You're right. And he he continues to talk back to me, and I I eventually say, that's not where I was looking. I let it go at that. Yeah. I was going to try and get back to him and talk him down off the ledge because he wasn't happy. Well, and sometimes you Um, have to do that. But I I never got back to him because he was on the other sideline anyway. Well, you know what? If he was on the other sideline, it probably wasn't your area of responsibility, and there's a reason we have other people out there. So they need, you know, sometimes the players have to realize who they're complaining to because when they pick the wrong person to complain to, it really doesn't, doesn't do them a whole lot of good. Right. I mean, all you can do, like you said, all you can do is try to talk them off the ledge, you know, and, you know, the, the thing that my job has taught me in, in particular, mm-hmm. dealing with this, the students that I deal with and the things that I hear and, and, sure. and see every day, refereeing's gotten that much easier for me. Of course. Because of course. after what I go through in a typical day, mm-hmm. by the time I get to by the time I get to my game and I'm just out there, I'm relaxed, I'm just trying to have a good time mm-hmm. and you know, it's all about management. You know, mm-hmm. like like last week had a had a game, went pretty smooth, one team beat the other pretty solid. You know, I had some younger officials working with me that wanted to learn. It was just great. I mean, we talked about some plays at halftime. Hey, do you you know where we we could have been better here and, yep. and things like that. And we talked about things we could improve, you know, and, 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 you know, as long as we have people, what what's helping us is if we have people that want to get better and they want to learn and they, they communicate that that's, that's what's helping us is to see if we Sure. But if we have people that don't take criticism, don't want to get better, be honest with you, those aren't people that we really need in this sure. business because you're not doing anything to help the CFOA and make us look better and make the whole group look better. Right. I mean, the whole idea, we're, we're a top-notch organization, but we're only as strong as our weakest link. So right. if we're not getting these weaker links and picking them up and moving them up, and they don't want to get better, it's not doing anything to help. Sure. And it's, it's, it's tough to get younger officials in and to stay in because everybody gets, gets in and then they want to move right into college and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, football in, in particular, I got to tell you, it's not cheap. Yeah. Basketball isn't cheap either, but you can get to camps a lot cheaper generally in basketball than you can in football. And in basketball, you have some of the lower college levels. You have sure. some D2. You have some NAIA. You don't have a ton of it. Right. But in football, you got NAIA, and then you're pretty much into Division One in this in this particular state. Right. So this is not a great state for moving up in football. And people don't realize the NAIA doesn't, you know, you're getting, I mean, I don't know if the fees have gone up, but it was 200 a game and 50 for a clock. Yeah. You got to do Pop Warner for $50. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and you can stay here and do high school games, be close to your house, get home. I mean, that's, you know, I, I enjoy the camaraderie we have with CFOA. I like, you know, like where we're going with yeah. it. Yeah, 
And the, the, the level of football, level of, uh, I won't say level of fish because I know nothing about yeah. it, but I would say the level of football between NAIA and, uh, and some of the teams we've got in Central Florida is probably right I've got to tell you, and NAIA in some cases is, is kind of like 13th grade, and in other cases, depending on who's playing who, is, is really good. I yeah. mean, there's, there's, you know, the whole idea, especially as a younger official is, Get as many games as you can, yep. see as many plays as you can, because what it comes down to ultimately is repetition. Right. Once you, you know, I've seen that play. Mm-hmm. I know how to officiate that play. Man, they're running the trap again. Okay, he held him. That's at the point of attack. I need a flag. Yep. Oh, yep. he got through the hole. There's a little hole. Okay, he let him go. We're gone. Yep. But it's, it's repetition. It's seeing that same play time and time and time again, and... You know, you're not going to get it all the first time. You're not going to get it all the second time. The, you know, the reason we do those field clinics at the beginning of the season. Get out there. I need to get out there. I need to get on the field. I need to see some live action. We all do. Yep. Yep. You know, it's it's not good if you're if the first game you're going to do is something that counts for somebody. Right. Right. That's not that's not good. That's not. It's not because you're you're rusty. Right. You're, you you haven't seen it, if, especially if you didn't do flag and you did right. nothing since the end of the previous season. Right. You haven't seen it in eight months. Right. So, and I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been doing it. You're right. You still need to see something. And, and it, it two points on that. One, the difference. So my first year, I did I did JV freshman JVs on Thursday, right. clocks on Friday, right. and then almost every Saturday Pop Warner. Correct. So I saw a lot. You saw every. You saw a variety that I did not feel significantly better at the end of that first year than I was at the beginning. But I will tell you what: that first game of that second year, everything was a lot slower. The game just slowed down for some reason, and it 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 took that off season to percolate and and just chill. Well, you did a ton of games the first year. You saw a ton of plays. And you probably just being able to sit back and relax and think about some things. You were probably able to process a lot of the, a lot of the things that you saw, and, sure. and and being able to do all those different levels. You saw freshman JV. You saw varsity. So I mean, you saw 13, 14, 15 year olds. You saw 17, 18 year olds. You saw Pop Warner. So you probably saw five and six year olds. So you saw a different variety of, of you know. You saw some kids that knew how to play football. You saw some kids that had absolutely zero clue how to play football. For sure. And so you saw a bunch of different things, which that's a lot for the first year. Yeah. And and the other thing was, it, it, again, with the having to see things over and over. Yeah. The, the previous game I just worked had, right. a, had a wide receiver blocking out on the edge. Okay. Okay. He's got his hands up at the shoulder pads. Correct. So he's out holding the outside of the shoulder pads. Right. So at that point, I've got a tension on him. Absolutely. Because that's a hold, but I'm going to wait to see a little bit more. Right. Defender tries to get away, tries to turn to get away, and cannot. And at that point, the flag came. Absolutely, because because he 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 couldn't get away. If he if he lets him if he lets him go at that point, you probably don't have a flag on the play because. The defender has a clear opportunity to make the play. However, when the defender's being restricted, you you've got I mean that's that's and and, and that's by the rule that's by the rule book, but you have to see right. you have to know what you're looking for. Oh, because because a lot of times you've got that receiver driving yeah. that player and you gotta know what's the difference. Well and if the defender's just sitting there not making any effort to do it, anything, yeah. guess what? 
you're not getting rewarded with a penalty. You're That's not, you're not getting held, really. Right. You were, you're not making any effort to do anything. If you're just standing there letting the guy drive you off the ball, guess what? Yeah. That's yeah. on you, and your coach can chew you a new one. And back to back to communication. Three plays later, um, same scenario. Receiver had his hands inside. Yep. Still, still holding. Yeah. But they're inside, so there's not a lot going right. on there. He comes back after play. I'm like, good job keeping your hands inside. Well, absolutely. He said thanks. And, yeah. and that's, that's. But you know what? But you got your point across because he made a mistake earlier mm-hmm. and you addressed it. And then when you saw him do the right thing, you said something, which is always good because there's nothing. You know, I was telling my umpire last week, you know, decent sized fella, had, you know, good, nice commanding presence, sure. nice voice. I told him, I said, use it. Yeah. I said, when you're in the middle of the, you know, when the kids are down there, I said, especially in the fact, you know, we had a game that was a blowout. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, you know, the second half, I said, what's going to happen is one team's going to lose their will at some point. They're going to come out and try to make something happen early. And if they don't, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a babysitting service the rest of the game. Let's sure. be honest. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's when stupid stuff happens. That's yep. when players get frustrated and everything else. So I was like, look. Get in there, you know. Yeah. When they hey, when they make a good tackle and they're getting beat, hey, good job, guys. Way to make a good hit, you know. Make, way to make a clean hit. Hey, push off the ground. Whatever it is, you got to do to communicate because they've got to understand when they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. We don't always want to recognize the wrong thing. I mean, that that's part of the job as an official. You you're there to manage a game and sure. and and keep control of things. And yeah, if the kids didn't make mistakes, they wouldn't need officials. Sure. I mean, exactly. let's be honest. You. You got no flags to throw, and the kids are doing everything right. Same in basketball. Look, when there's a block charge play where the defender's sitting in one spot and the offensive player comes and runs them over, the only reason we're needed in basketball is the same exact reason. Somebody made a mistake. Mm-hmm. In football, when the kid holds, he made a mistake. He wasn't supposed to do that. If he'd have pushed the kid like he was supposed to, you got a clean block and we move on. Right. But that's, that's the whole reason we're out there is because people make mistakes. But what's funny about it is, I was thinking about this one day, basketball game. Mm-hmm. How many how many shots do you think an average team would miss in a game, regular thirty-two minute game? Give me a, give me an idea. What do you think? I will say they'll miss twenty shots. In the game. They'll miss at least twenty. All right, cool. Now they line up at the free throw line. Well, they're not going to make all their free throws either. So, you know, another 10. average team, another ten or twelve, right? How many times do you think they're going to turn the ball over or throw it away to the other team? Give me a, give me a guess. Probably another 15 or 20. Okay. So now, so now do me a favor. So you said they're going to miss at least 20 shots. Now, that, that's, that's not many shots. That means they're probably shooting 70%, which, hey, that's well above the but, – but we'll give you that. Okay. So, so say 20. And then they're not a very good free throw team, so they miss another 10. And you said they have a tough time holding on to the ball, so give them another 20, right? Mm. So you said they missed 20 shots. 10 free throws, and they turn the ball over 20 times. How many mistakes did they just make? 50. Okay, so they made 50 mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But the coach wants to yell about yell at me about the one mistake I made when he thought the guy got fouled and I missed the call. Right. Funny how that works, isn't it? It, it, is. it and, is. And that one mistake I made cost him the game, but he didn't think about the other 50 mistakes that his team made. Sure. That when you add it up, that's an extra, hmm, 40, 30, eh, that's at least 30 points, 40 right. points. Right. But, But that's know. okay, we'll take it. That's funny how, but it's funny how it works. I mean, yes. I, you know, I was thinking about that in basketball one day in particular, and I just, 
I just found it kind of interesting that you're going to harp on one thing that I did that you felt cost you the game, but you didn't think about any of the other previous things that put you in that position. Mm. You'd have never been in that position had you made this free throw, not turned the ball over and thrown it to the guy in the front row, or maybe not missed that layup that was wide open where nobody was around you and challenging you. Right. Well, one thing I've, I, that, that came to me, uh, and I don't, I, this was a couple of years ago, this was just as I was starting out, is how many, how many fall, spring practices does a football team get? Oh, gosh, that's interesting. Spring practices, they've got to have 20 or 30. How many fall practices do they get? I would think. During the school year, how many times? Right. So, I mean, you're talking, so what you're getting at is they probably, between all of that, they, they've got to have 50 or 60 practices, they don't practices. they, at least? And, and we don't get that number of practices. We don't get to see that number of things. The best we can do is work some scrimmages, work some right. practices. Right, you work a couple we scrimmages. We can watch video, yeah. but watching video is ah. nowhere near being there, seeing this, because video's not going to give you the perspective. Well, it's, well, it's back to your point earlier. Mm -hmm. When you said that you did all those games... You saw all those plays, and then you later on you processed all that. But right. but either way, you had to see those plays. Sure. You there's no there's no magic pill that you can take or magic thing that you can watch that's going to change getting the actual reps. I mean right. that's that's what it comes down that, to. And that was my point: is yeah. we don't get those reps. We don't. Football players get the reps. Basketball uh, players get the reps. Right. We don't get them. We don't get them unless we do the preseason classics. Unless you know. No, we and we do those. Right, and that's, that's why we do those. But that's a lot of times that's somebody's first right. Well, and that's somebody's first game. Yeah. Now, how many plays happen in the game? Eighty or ninety? Mm -hmm. So you got ninety reps. But even so, if you didn't get to do a scrimmage the week before, if you didn't get to do the spring game, I mean, mm -hmm. those are all things that we need to do. Yeah. And and I you know and, and and I have to say I know we have people that won't do those because of various reasons mm -hmm. you know whether sure. it's having the time to do it not being around financial reasons whatever but the truth is we need to do those we and need to get the reps in I don't care if you've been doing it you know four years right. eighteen years like some other people in their thirty or forty years I mean. You still need those reps. You For still sure. need to see it. I mean, you may have seen that play a thousand times. Mm -hmm. But, man, it's nice to get warmed up in a situation that doesn't count as opposed to a situation that does count, and that's your first first see, you know, seeing something, and you just hadn't seen it in a while. Like you said, you're rusty and you miss it. Yeah. It's not like you don't know what to do. Yeah. But if you're not in a position to succeed, you're not going to. For sure. For sure. Well... Thank you. It's been a it's been a great conversation, and uh, and I appreciate appreciate you taking your time today. Well, absolutely. We went a bunch of different directions we today, did. but hopefully, we covered some topics that are going to be helpful for some folks to try to you know better themselves in officiating. That's the whole the whole plan. That's here. the whole thing. Get get better, have fun, right? Absolutely. Hey, they you know, Don. The way I've looked at it, man, when when this stop stops being fun for me, I'm done. Yeah, I've got to be. Sure. I mean, there's. There's no sense to do something that you don't enjoy. So, to, you know, to everybody out there, if you're still enjoying it, keep doing it. If you're not, hey, maybe you can help in a different way. For but sure. Thanks for taking the time and, and inviting me over. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you taking your time and coming over. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. 
Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.